Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 79 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasik, one of the co-founders here at OTM, and we've got an action-packed, star-studded show for you tonight. So we're going to get right into it. We've got Steve Baller's blockchain with us. We've got Jacob with us. We've got Justin, as always. We only have Jacob for a short amount of time here. So Steve, Jacob, how's it going, guys? Hey, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Good, good. Yeah, thanks for both of you for joining us. Ton to unpack here. Want to talk S3 roadmap, and then we're going to you know, mainly focus on that with Jacob. Then we're going to get into some of the, the sh recent showcases. We've got some drops coming up this week. Top Shot is in full swing here today. So let's uh, let's dive right on into it. Jacob, thank you for, for joining us. And we wanted to start off with a, with a little bit of a, of a unique question here. And so what can you explain to the people like what exactly was your job at Top Shot kind of supposed to be versus what it, it, it evolved into today? Because I imagine that that when you signed up with Dapper Labs, it is uh, turned into quite I mean, you're, you're, you're the man for everything right now. So if you could just kind of briefly give that description, uh, me and Justin were talking about it. I thought it was a good question. Yeah, it's a really interesting one. And I think it's still changing by the day, right? So when I started, my boss was Katie Tedman, uh, who forged the partnership with the NBA. And the way she explained it to me is she was going to be bringing in a lot of people and it was my job to retain them. And that's the most reductive way to say what the community lead job was intended to be. Um, I, I would say from like December, maybe, maybe uh, November through the playoffs, just before the playoffs, I was kind of overseeing all blogs, uh, all emails and working with uh, two real rock stars on all social. Um, thankfully for the company, I am no longer responsible for all of that because we have way smarter people to do all of that. Um, I, I, I liken myself to uh, innings eater, just coming out of the bullpen, just trying to stave off. Like, you know, we, we could be up by five runs and I'll, I'll eat four innings out of the bullpen. Uh, Steve, I don't know how big uh, baseball is down <laughs> in Australia. I think there was like it's Ryan Roland Smith, right? There, there yeah. were a few MLB players, but yeah, that was like what I think my specialty was. And now at this point, I, I just, as I think you all know, like I really love the NBA on a level that is borderline unhealthy. And I really understand the, the collectible game really through Top Shot primarily. I just know what our collectors want. And I, I understand uh, dynamics, intricacies with player marketing, the league marketing. So I, I, I like my position being a little fluid and being able to help on certain projects week to week. Um, but again, just such a testament to the, the superstars that we brought in that uh, we have actual social media people to do the social. We have actual email marketers to do the email. So uh, I'm grateful to get to work with them every day. And uh, I'm also really relieved that my innings eating got us to a place where uh, we didn't get blown out. So we're okay. Like, it, it sounds like, I mean, if we're going to continue the metaphor, you had Usman, who was the starter. I'm from Tampa. So the Rays mm. were all about starters. He came right. in through three shutout innings, just brought you in. Now you've got like, this isn't just eating innings. This is, we said that like not at the bottom of the first, like we're second and we've still got a long way to go. But I'm like, I know you're not like leading the product stuff and we have the economist involved, but like it still feels like you're more involved with the product side of things as well. And I mean, obviously, listening to the customer, listening to the community is an extremely valuable input, but it still feels like you really have like a strong input as well. And I'm sure that's just that kind of startup mentality that's now grown so large. Yeah, I think uh, I was literally one of 
two and a half, three people on the marketing team when I started. And what that afforded me was the opportunity to meet everyone from our finance team, everyone from our legal team, right? So anytime we need to get a contract out to an influence, whatever it might be, I just met a lot of people across disciplines. So that was super helpful. But uh, I'm truly nothing without the team. Like you guys see every day, the, the machines we have in our, between Dumbo in Discord and mm. Mo and Squiddy and Zach, uh, like these, and Brad, like I am going to forget someone and that candy, I'm going to inevitably forget people, but they all make the engine run. And I'm just grateful to get to work with them every day. Excellent. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's dive into some of the series three roadmap stuff. So for those of you, first off, that haven't checked it out, Steve did a fantastic breakdown of the roadmap in, in one of his YouTube videos. So I was, uh, I was watching that to prep for the show today, Steve. So nice job there. But <laughs> Steve, you, you should have seen like in our Slack channel, I think it was like 1230 at night. I couldn't sleep. So I'm going through the blog and like, the, it was a lot, there was a lot of stuff in that blog and like, it's written in yeah. like, it's written in like long-term form. So it's like sentences and stuff. And like, there's a lot of filler words. So I tried to like put it bullets. Here's where we go. And then it's like, oh, I should have just waited a day. And then Steve was going to create something that like, this is much better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably part of my process. I understood it best after making the video and editing it. So um, that's probably, I think a lot of people consume information differently. Like I remember a teacher that says every, everyone learns differently. Some need to be shown it. Some just need to be told where to go and some people need to see it. So um, I guess that's where I play. I sort of show show it to people through video. And and my sick addiction, I'm watching Steve's video at like what, 1230 a.m. on Saturday morning. Just like, what else am I going to do? I'm like, OK, yep, he understood it because, you know, you're, there's always the run the risk that like, oh, we didn't make something clear enough. We need to yeah. reach out to the creator to make sure that that's clear, whatever. Steve, you nailed it. It was awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. And I, I will say this blog post was it, like Justin said, it was long, but it was it was very clear. And I thought, well. Mm. Well done. And like, you could tell that a, a lot and lot of thought went into it. And you guys thought about a ton of different things while also, you know, hopefully not over committing you guys yourselves to anything, which I think is a find that right balance. Right. There was definitely some room left in there where it was like, hey, we could have some other stuff. And there's a little wiggle room here and there. Uh, I'll admit when it was released on a Friday night, I was like, uh oh. Uh-oh. Like, because normally you release something on a Friday night, like you're trying to bury that. And I was like, oh, shit. like, what did you guys do? Like, are, are we just not going to get that much information? And I read through it and I was like, no, like this, this is a Monday, 11 a.m. Like a news announcement. This is good. This is good. Yeah. The timing, I'll admit, wasn't ideal. Um, we always look at our comms from a perspective of, is this a new user play, so to speak? Or is this for our existing community? And when it's a new user play, definitely getting Monday, Tuesday morning spotlight. In this case, we had been grinding legitimately. Like I was at the Bucks game on Tuesday night with our community, get back to the hotel, working on this with, with teammates until the wee hours of the morning. And the idea of letting it persist through the weekend to this week, just with all the comms we're doing, like obviously we announced archives that today, like there's, we have a cluttered, calendar so we wanted to really get it out and not have it hanging over our shoulders makes sense, makes sense. <clears throat> and then so what would you say were the biggest kind of learnings takeaways that the team had from series two that helped you know i'm sure that you guys learned a ton over the past couple of months blowing up the way that top shot did and uh, sure. what, what were some of the biggest learnings that informed the s3 roadmap well i think the need for a roadmap 
just as a very low hanging fruit, like the importance of giving our community confidence that they know what they're buying today won't get rug pulled, so to speak, right? That's a huge initiative. Um, but I, I would, you know, I could rattle off five. Like, I think huge learning for us was better emphasizing and accentuating the difference between a common tier moment, a rare and a legendary, right? So for months, we had been saying common means common, but in a world where series one commons are literally half the supply of commons, it's very hard and non-intuitive for someone in the community to know what that means. So I think through this blog, we're really able to accentuate common means common, but you can still get hits in your common set that, you know, to liken it to trading cards, those are the the insert cards that everyone's opening a hundred packs at a time to try to get. And that's what a three-star rookie might be. That's what a top shot debut may mean. Um, so I would say that um, certain sets were not set up to be successes last year. Throwdowns in particular comes to mind. So how do we renovate throwdowns, take the learnings, make it better, lower addition size, less moment, less additions in the set. Like no one's arguing that epic dunks from the season deserve their own set. People are arguing how we went about it last year. So how do we take that feedback to heart? Um, around All-Star Game, there was just a little too much clutter with seeing stars followed by All-Star Game, followed by Rising Stars. I actually forget the exact sequence of those three Rising Stars before All-Star Game, I, if I recall. Um, just too much there. So how about we make Rising Stars common? How about we keep All-Star as the kind of uh, novelty rare set that has the highest edition size of all the rares going into the season? Um, as a diehard NBA fan, I love the all-star game moments, but I don't look at those as really sacred as much as maybe like a epic moment from the playoffs or, or whatever that might be. So that's kind of how we justified that. Um, and then legendaries, you know, midway through last season, we're like, how sick would it be if we just had an all rookie legendary set? And we're like, holy shit, we're about to do LaMelo all over. Like cool cats. No, we, we got to wait. We can't do it this year. So all those that was a good that was a good decision i think oh, uh, for sure. it would have been it would have been sick though but i'm looking forward to, to this year's rookie legendary absolutely it's a great class mm. for it too oh cool, quick question on the you know, we were talking about like even the commons you still have a chance to get like that slash 4k we've seen other companies it's all reference like candy with their mlb drop today and other companies have been more willing to kind of toe the line of putting rare legendaries in their general packs is this something you are confident in from a legal that it's like, we're just not willing to touch that. It's not worth the risk. Like how do those conversations go when, I mean, it seems like you guys are being definitely cautious with avoiding the loot box legality aspect when watching other companies in the NFT space saying, nah. Yeah. I'll leave it to people way smarter than me on the team to figure out. Um, trust me. Like if it was as binary as just like, we should do it or we shouldn't like, obviously we'd want to do it. Um, but yeah, I think, there's no there's nothing saying that that's the way it will be forever um at least to my knowledge it's just a matter of what is our appetite for risk and right now we're Not worth it we have a really good setup we think we we you know should could it be better potentially but we'll we'll kind of cross that bridge when we when we can makes sense yep all right let's see another question here so how much all right so i think you know one of the things that obviously happened during series two is that the platform started to blow up started to get all of these new customers and then it becomes a difficult situation of okay how much are we going to build for the customers that we have now versus how much are we trying to project out in x number of months we're going to have all of these new customers 
like in your mind, how do you think about that balance between building for the customer base that exists today and has been here versus how do we build this? You know, as Roham has said, this is a generational hundred plus years product. How do you guys internally kind of think about that balance? Because it's not easy to do. And yeah, just curious how you guys think through that. Yeah, I, that's one of the things I'm most uh, excited about with this roadmap is that it kind of accommodates both worlds. If if there's a world, God forbid, we don't grow at all, the the sets that we have right now for rares are not bigger than they were in Series 2. Now, with all of that being said, I definitely anticipate us growing, but the rares are still rare. The legendaries are still legendary. And the commons, as far as base set going from 40,000 to 60,000, not a massive jump, right? Like, I don't think many collectors in the space are really uh, pursuing the 40,000 commons as if they're like the the grail moments. So I think we have the wiggle room, um, but I I definitely think that uh, we're going to still emphasize rarity and scarcity and and those higher tier moments uh, for sure. So I'm making a comment since... Poor Steve right now. Steve, feel free to ask ask Jacob a question or chime in on any of these as well. Of course, we'll have the, the whole second half of the show, but wanted to make, make the most of Jacob's time. But if you have any questions for Jacob, not to put you on the spot. but um, Yeah, Jacob, if you've got arrested, what would your friends assume you got arrested for? <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. What would I be around? What a question. Wow. Uh, you, you don't have to answer. I'm just playing. No, no, can I have my question ready? <laughs> Let me let me pocket it, think of it, and before this, before I have to leave the stream, I'll give you an answer. But I want it to be earnest and not just something that I think of. No, no, no. I have seen a few people in the chat mention the um, the archive set um, and the the ability to buy three packs, which seems relatively new. I mean, did you want to maybe touch on that? Yeah, I think uh, on two levels there. I think the first level is we have artificially uh, capped our demand. Uh, in the past, right? Like we had a huge rebound queue for archive set that didn't get finished. And that's because we didn't let collectors buy multiple packs. So I think on one front that, I think on the second front, uh, now that we have drop levels, you can be a new collector. You can get your starter pack and be eligible for a chance at a archive set pack from the general queue. But we really do want to reward and incentivize collectors to continue to build up their collections. And if that's another tactic we can take amongst common packs, uh, if you get to X collector score, you're going to be able to get multiple. Uh, It's a worthwhile experiment in our end. And I I don't think it's something that we're committed to long, long term, but it's something that uh, we just want to see how how the community responds. Um, And I think it's an accessible enough uh, collector score requirement that it, it shouldn't just satisfy the whales, but potentially uh, just active collectors that are really interested in, in adding more moments to their collection. Yeah. Yeah. And Jacob, I know in chat, everyone is just throwing the word of rake in. And I know like it's not really worth it in some time because at the end of the day, if there was an update, you'd provide one. But what I am kind of curious about is especially with your role, uh, one of the criticisms or kind of complaints I'd say from, I'd say six months ago was the communication would come from all different channels. Yeah. And there wasn't kind of this, this salt, this just, hey, here's where the information comes from. I think that's been a massive improvement. But then we do still have some situations where when Luke Aldumbo kind of posted that Twitter thread about the rake and that kind of led to more questions than answers i was curious in your mind like or from a strategy wise how are you still thinking about that kind of evolution to hey we need a 
single or at least a more structured together messaging versus like, well, we still want to allow the Luke and the other people to still communicate in their own ways as well. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, it comes down to breaking news, in my opinion. Um, and breaking news, uh, for example, you're never going to get something. Unfortunately, I hate to inform this group, but I'm not going to woge bomb here, right? For lack of a better comp. Um, as much as it's fun to do and it's very tempting to do, I, I really I was, thought you were just going to announce the rake right now. Like that's what we. <laughs> I was I was guilty of it last week. Like on Thursday, I was feeling very confident we were going to get the roadmap out on Friday, and I did that little cute tweet of uh, a road and a map, and even that I regretted afterward. I'm like, yeah. it's so tempting, it's so powerful, but it, at the end of the day, it's just it's not the right way to do it. So I think we're still learning it, but at the end of the day. Uh, we we definitely have reformed our processes, and I think we've gotten a lot better. And is there any just high level conversation on the? I don't want to use the word rake back because that was the word we were to not use. But yeah, credit reimbursement, whatever. There that you may go. Be. Credit reimbursement. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's some look like. I see it in chat. I see it every time I tweet, right? It's not something that's going to go away until it happens. So community can rest assured that it it's on our minds. It's just a matter of how we can do it right and not just to necessarily check the box and say, okay, we're done, right? So uh, again, I'll leave it to people smarter than me to figure out the mechanics and what that looks like. But uh, yeah, to your point, rake back is uh, not the proper term because it's, uh, you know, it, it's misleading in how it the mechanics of a rake back would work. There's nothing to rake back from a buyer perspective. Right, makes sense. All right, so the other big topic that of course is on, on everyone's mind is the NFL coming up soon. So I guess first question is, is your, are you going to be involved on the NFL side of things too? Or are you strictly going to be involved with, with NBA Top Shot? I guess I'll just do that first and then we'll see uh, where we go from there. Yeah, I'm, I would classify myself as if I'm a A basketball fan, NBA fan, I'm probably a, a B minus NFL. Like I have three fantasy teams and I know the players, but I, I'd be lying if I said I could really give uh, an expert analysis of why that, uh, what's a good, that Kenyon Drake, why that Kenyon Drake <laughs> touchdown deserves to be a legend, right? Like I, I think that for the sake of the team, we have really smart people. And my hope is that we are able to bring on someone that really can speak fluently about the sport, but also understands the collectible NFT space well enough to understand all of the, the push pulls of all the levers we can we can touch. So can, can we potentially expect a, a Jacob of NFL? Is that potentially what uh, we'll see maybe who hopefully they're way better than me frankly <laughs> like <laughs> i mean I, hey I, I saw tea time mentioned it multiple times but i mean yeah. it's funny yeah. because we have been now seeing you for i feel like you know seven eight nine months depending on when you joined and stuff in like a very new forward-facing role and so i mean like oops, i think i did you know. Um, but like just seeing your growth and comfort, I think people like are, are, are impressed. They're proud and they feel like they've been on this journey with you. And I think that's a really cool experience for people in this space. Yeah, I really appreciate that y'all. And, and like, look, we're not infallible. I made plenty of mistakes. I think the best, the biggest difference, honestly, is just having more people on the team to bounce things off of. Cause we were moving at a hundred miles per hour and we absolutely had situations where we would get lamented from the community of, 
they're so secretive. They're too, tra- they're, they're, they keep everything too close to the vest. They're, they're making decisions on a whim. So I internalized that really hard. And as very public facing, I, I reduced it to, I need to be radically transparent, which clearly was not the answer. Right. And that's where we got into issues of maybe teasing out something that was half baked before it's ready. And, and now I think we're really in a really strong uh, cadence where when something's imminent, maybe we can be cheeky when something's six months from now, you're not going to hear about it. And from there, we can kind of minimize the own goals, so to speak. NFL, is there anything you can, and obviously not breaking anything, teasing, but we know it's going to be different, but like, what does different mean? Because are they still moments? Like, do we need to change our company name? Is, like, do, is there, are they still highlights? Like, what, what can you kind of just give us a high level? What different means? Yeah, both both moments and the fact that they're digital highlights will be will be part of the product for sure. Um, Our company I, name depended on that. <laughs> I'm really I'm like I hate to say it, guys, but again, in the breaking news category, I'm remiss to to do anything that you know. It's like if it's top shot stuff that I'm so entrenched in, I feel slightly more authority to maybe give a tease for something like that. I would just feel like a shitty teammate, right? Like these, these people are working so hard on their project. It's not my news to reveal. What about larger sports NFTs from you, from a personal, not speaking on behalf of Dapper, obviously, you know, all the things that Dapper has planned with UFC, La Liga, et cetera. Um, Where do you see kind of this larger NFT digital collectible for sports market being in, I don't know, two, three, five years? Yeah, I mean, that's that's our mission to make it a thing, right? And I, I think we see, you mentioned candy earlier, like, and competition's good and t- uh, other projects working out things, we can take learnings from them, they can take learnings from us, all the above. Usman's there, love him with all my heart. So very rooting for them, for sure. Um, but I, I think with all of this stuff, it's, it's a matter of uh, reaching the zeitgeist. And I think Top Shot for a moment did that. And I think for us, the next thing is crossing that Rubicon where uh, sports collectors, right? People that own pennants or hats or whatever, they stop looking at NFTs as a totally different world, right? Because if they can buy their starter pack and they can own, say I'm a Pacers fan and I've been buying starter jerseys of Reggie Miller for years or whatever, I can buy my first Malcolm Brogdon three-pointer and I, I start to understand what that ownership feels like. I, I think we're in a totally different spot and that, that really transcends basketball to every other uh, sport out there. Awesome. <clears throat> well, Hey, thank you so much for, for taking the time. I know you have a, a packed agenda tonight, so we'll, we'll make sure we promptly get you out of here, but really appreciate the, the thoughtful answers and, you know, it seems like you've, you've really found that that right balance of transparency where you can't be sharing everything, but appreciate you giving thoughts where you can. And uh, it's great to have you. Well, can I just give my flowers for a quick second? Because yes. what, what, and, and Steve's question and Steve's question. And Steve's, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> I have to get that one. Oh, man. All right. So I'll filibuster on Steve's question for a minute here. But uh, just, just what you guys have done with Own the Moment, the, the strides it's taken, the ability to see how many people have completed X set. It's just fantastic. And really want to give you guys the credit that you deserve because that, that's super helpful for the community and also super uh, interesting and something that no one had done. So uh, well done there, Steve, the content you create again, like I look forward to watching your stuff every single time. It's just, it's really cool to, to kind of have uh, 
a reflex in the community of I'm putting something or we're putting something out and we can kind of uh, temperature check how it's going down because you're, you're going to be fair. You're going to be honest and sure you, you love top shot and that passion's going to reign supreme, but it's just awesome to know that like, we're going to be held accountable to make the right decisions left and right. Um, as for what I would get arrested for, <laughs> honestly, arrested's too strong, but if I'm like driving, I'm going to cruise control about 12 to 13 miles over what the speed limit is. Um, <laughs> yeah. So if I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty basic. I don't leave my apartment. It would be very hard for me to get arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's fair. No, that's fair. I really appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll do it again sometime. Yeah, thanks no, a lot. Thank Jacob. you for having us. I mean, thank you for coming. And then, yeah, Top Shot Talk is his next one. And yeah, it was funny because he was on the judge before us, and we put a tweet out that said, like, hey, Jacob's coming on. And someone goes, that's a lie. He's literally on another show right now. And I was like, oh, yeah, but he's going to come next. So enjoy your road show. Thank you for coming on, Jacob. This is great. Appreciate it. This is like thanks, Super Jacob. Bowl Radio Row right here. <laughs> Take care. All right. Great job by Jacob. Sorry, Steve. That. We, you know, it, uh, I know we had planned to have you on here, but then. No, that's cool. Someone in the out, chat got me a fidget spinner, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How's it going, Steve? <sighs> I'm good, man. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. Doing well. So first off, shout out to Steve for, for joining us in the, the middle of his day over in the land down under Australia. We've got some more stuff to talk about here. We've got vintage vibes, challenges that have been going on. We've got a WNBA legendary drop tomorrow. We've got the archive pack drop coming up later this week. Whew, where do we begin, guys? Justin, what do you think? Should we talk uh, some challenge analysis? Steve, what do you, you got a preference here? You into the challenges these days? What are your thoughts uh, in general? Depends on the challenges. How the challenges have kind of moved from the, the traditional challenge format that Way we've better. seen to the showcast quest. Showcase quest, and then yeah. now I feel like they've really gotten into a groove with with the showcase quest. And I, someone said it in chat, but I do like that they're bringing out the Clay Thompson debut in this way and kind of giving everyone the chance to to go for it if they want it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, it's so much more flexible. There's um, it's like not friction on moments. Like remember when TJ McConnell went from like five to a hundred dollars or something like that. There's fluctuation, like we saw in the the Clay Thompson Top Shot debuts, but nowhere near what it was. So yeah, I love it. So much more flexible. They can tag things like jump shots and you know specific types of plays. It's just so much more flexible. So um, the new challenges are way better. The old challenges, I think, they're pretty much unrealized, but they're kind of gone. Like it's all just showcase challenges now um, in the in the actual site itself. So it is, it's better. So I think it'll be interesting because where it feels like we may still have the traditional challenges are when a kind of an exclusive or one of those high valued sets come out. So like when you have maybe the hollow icon or maybe they'll have the MGLEs. But I completely agree. I think the I value wonder, yeah. of the the current method is that it's not incentivizing users to just chase whatever the new shiny toy is because the way that it was mm. going about is a set comes out and it's oh now i gotta hurry up and collect all these just so i can get the challenge moment and then disregarding everything else now it's taken yeah. more of a well-balanced portfolio approach of hey i want this okay i need four of the run it backs which is half of it so like there's some incentive but i also need some series one i also need some of this and i think that 
incentivizes that well-rounded portfolio, which I think is better for collectors than yeah. just the money grab of, hey, chase that shiny new toy. But also you can share the love. So like the hustle and show people can be happy because you might need an X amount of hustle and show moments. Seeing stars got done a couple of times to give that a bit of love, which has just been effectively sort of stopped now because it's not coming on S3. So you can reward certain people that are holding a certain type of moment or set. Um, but even like at the hollow level, you know, instead of it being these specific five to 10 moments, it could be any number between five to 10 and any moment within that set as opposed to you know the specifics so i think again it just allows you flexibility all around which makes sense for them like i wonder if for the next hollow ones if they'll move this and it's hey you also need one s1 hollow and like yeah, yeah those are extremely expensive they're very valuable but also if you just need one and across what how many hollows are there maybe there's probably like 30 or so maybe 30 40 um mm -hmm. mint counts are 49 so you're still looking at something around uh 1500 of those maybe 1500 2000 so like it's not it's actually less of a bottleneck than if you were to say hey just collect the hollow icon challenges themselves like yeah. maybe that becomes inset. i don't know it's interesting but i like it yeah and, and to you to your point like after a pack drop of a hollow pack drop that might incentivize people to actually hold on to that one moment rather than you know people that got lucky and they could flip that hollow icon for dapper um because there might be a challenge where you need one of those. So that's a good point. Yeah, I definitely think anything that creates those extreme situations like the TJ McConnell that, that you were saying, like the, uh, oh, I'm blanking on the one. There's there's a couple oh, specific ones. The Cool Cats something or other, I can't remember now, yeah. Out of out of control. Oh, it wasn't RJ Barrett. Was Will it? Barton. It was Will, Will Barton. Barton, that's the one I yep. was thinking of. Yep, yep, Will yep. Barton was going for like two hundred and twenty. Two hundred, yeah. That those were the those were the glory days. But yeah. uh, <laughs> well, yeah. and there's strategy elements now. So I'm like, we can talk about the challenge analysis, but like for the Clay Thompson right now, there are three Golden State Warrior Top Shot debuts that were all for around nine dollars, seven, eight, nine dollars beforehand, and now they're at a minimum of seventy dollars. And so the cheapest way to complete this challenge, as you can kind of see up here is going after that okay what do we have on here we've got kent baysmore so this is 69 because there's the baysmore and there's two others maybe it's looney and maybe it's the hyphenated last name i forgot his name um but if you get those you can expect that those after the challenge <clears throat> are going to drop like 60 some dollars but if you compare it to the jordan pool which you can buy for i think 105 and before the challenge he was 70 i think it still drops to like below 70 mm -hmm. but like now you're only losing 35 to 40, 40 some dollars. And so like the most cost effective theoretically is actually to spend a little more right now because it'll retain value than going just for the cheapest one that's going to then drop below $10. So I think that, yeah, yeah, Toscano Anderson was the other one. Um, I think that strategy aspect is kind of cool too. Yeah. Yeah. Kent Bazemore is an interesting one. Like Jordan Poole was climbing before the challenge because he was playing really well and there's no other moment. Um, Toscano a little bit as well, but he, he jumped, but they were, they were, I think they were around about 20 um, Toscano or something like that. Cause I, I was holding Golden State Warriors cause I'm a bit of a fan. Um, and luckily I enjoyed those guys watching them play last year, but yeah. Um, I'm not sure how Kent Bazemore become a starter for the Lakers though. That's an interesting one. <laughs> Also, TJ, what are we looking at? I don't, I don't yeah, recognize. I was going to, you know, <laughs> the, the, the important thing that's lost in all of the, the switch from the challenges to the showcase is that 
makes it a little more difficult on us who are trying to build the tools that people can use to evaluate these challenges. So here is what will hopefully be coming soon to the OTM website where we're going to be pulling in the showcase challenges. It's a uh, it's work in progress right now. I was going to ask you guys about this because I saw the tweet and yeah, uh, it has been not, missing since the challenges changed. Yeah. yeah so, so we never had, we've never had showcase quests or anything showcase related on the website as like a, a standing thing. We are, are hoping to get that out in the near future. It's just, I mean, uh, you know, to, to be transparent, it's not super easy, technically speaking, because of all the different calculations that need to be run. It, basically, if we put it live on the site right now, it would slow the entire site <laughs> down. So we're, we're working on, you know, making it more efficient so that we can get this out there and have it in real time. But for now, we'll be posting little, little snippets, little teasers like this, and hopefully... You know, by the time we we hit the later vintage vibe challenges, we'll be able to get this live onto the site. Yeah. So, and the completions yeah. up there are accurate. Um, so or accurate. I don't know if there's a screenshot That's or like a, whatever. It was from like an hour ago. So yeah. So just before heading in. Um, but even then, it's interesting because if we have this tool up, like in my challenge analysis, I talked about like the Jordan Poole moment, and while that might actually be the better buy than going after the Bazemore, but like here we are having the lowest ask moments is just the cheapest way to complete it, even though that may not be yeah. the optimal way. So, Yeah. And then the idea is to build into the tool that you can filter by each of the requirements, look at all the different options for each of the requirements, you know, eventually tie it to your own account so that you can see which moments you have that would be eligible, yada, yada, yada. So have coming soon. Have you completed it, Steve? Are you going to? I did complete it. I was lucky. I, um, being a Golden State sort of uh, S2 team set holder um i had everything i needed um i did buy tyrese maxi tsd as sort of like insurance um because i wasn't sure if i was going to keep on my WNBA moments so yeah i did it pretty quickly i was pretty excited about it and even though like there's seven and a half thousand completions usual tsds that aren't rookies would be 12k so i think anything under that we're winning um and i think it would be a really nice valuable moment to have and i'm glad happy actually that we're not sort of waiting till whenever clay comes back in december to get this sort of s3 debut it's kind of been made a little bit special so that's good as well i think cool cool all right the other big thing that we have coming up this week is we've got the first ever wnba legendary drop tomorrow so i guess first steve want to get your thoughts on WNBA coming to Top Shot in general. Are you historically a WNBA fan? Has Top Shot gotten you into WNBA more? And just overall, your thoughts on adding this to the platform? Historically, I'd follow the Aussies. Um, Top Shot has got me into it more, um, especially during the playoffs. You know, the the emotion and the <clears throat> the real sort of passion and the fan base behind those games were just as real as the NBA. Um, I enjoy NBA moments more than the WNBA. I think they're just sort of as, you know, one-time things. They're more entertaining and sought after. Um, but, yeah, I do like the WNBA. Um, I think I'll get into it more. And I, I've got a few friends that coach women's basketball as well, and and they all say to me it's so much easier to, just like, learn the fundamentals from the WNBA because that's sort of, like, what they have. And Titania... Dumas, the other um, Australian I was talking to, said the same thing, essentially, you know, that structure, that fundamental is what they have more than anything else, whereas a lot of the men just re rely on sheer athleticism to overpower, you know, broken plays or anything. 
Um, so yeah, I think it has its real place. And um, you know, one thing I read that I think a lot of people missed was in all the media releases when it happened was that one day it could get its own platform but right now it's going to start on nba top shots that might be two years might be 10 years who knows but um the long-term plan for it to have its own platform was real and it was mentioned in basically every media release so yeah it's interesting to see where it goes i think it's good for the WNBA as well yeah and i mean i think it's so like i see a comment going like hey the market's not reacting as favorably towards the mba no, WNBA. but like at the end of the day so if you compare the amount of salaries of NBA versus WNBA players, it's something like 9,900, like 99 to 1%. Like it's not even close. And then if you consider just the amount of fans out there, if you consider the name recognition, like it's just not apples, to, it's not apples to apples. And so for there to be any level of just the WNBA having success, I think is a positive thing. The second is, is because Top Shot does have this relationship with the WNBA, there is an economic incentive for this to do well. And so I think what they will continue to do is find ways to kind of give the WNBA moments a little bit of a push, a little bit of a boost. And we're going to see that through collector score aspects, through prices and such, um, so that even though, like, I mean, you may not know, you may not recognize the majority of the WNBA moments. If you don't have that familiarity, then they're not going to get that larger market appeal. I believe that Top Shot is still going to find a way to kind of push these and show that, hey, these do actually have value in the platform. And I think that's going to incentivize that kind of uh, floor from a market standpoint. Yeah, I don't know if I'd say the marketplace hates them. I know they've taken a dip. I actually thought we'd go through the whole sort of WNBA roadmap and then we would start the NBA stuff. And I think the overlap might have hurt them a little bit just from a market perspective. Um, but yeah, I think long term, you know, with anything Top Shot, we always go for the shiny and new. And then when there was something else shiny and new, the previous thing gets back. So if you look at the playoff set right now, the common playoff set, it also took a bad hit because it's been going down steadily for a while because it's not shiny and new anymore. So I think that's more about um, that as opposed to it being specific to the WNBA. It makes sense. Yeah, when the WNBA came out, there was nothing else either, and it was brand new. It was the first thing. It's exactly yeah, completely yeah. agree. With and you. there's still two um, run it back WNBA showcase challenges that were in the blog that haven't dropped yet as well. So um, I don't know when they're going to drop, but there's still some stuff there for the bag holders. Yeah. Yep. So we've got this drop in tomorrow. What time? Four o'clock Eastern? Are there are there multiple queues? There, there are multiple queues. Um, I'm looking at the blog now. Not sure what time. Five ninety nine price tag, and yeah, we've got the the priority queue at looks like two o'clock Eastern, then we've got the the general queue at four o'clock Eastern. So I mean, uh, yeah, and there's a, it's a legendary, and uh, so mm -hmm. I still believe you're going to have a lot of people line up. I believe the success rate is, you know, if you're in even the most the prioritized queue, is still only going to be like fifteen to twenty percent of having a chance at getting one. Um, mm -hmm. And from the most basic level, if the demand is only twenty, you know, twenty percent of the top people are getting it in general, it's going to be more like five to ten percent, like and more people wanted it, that means the moments are going to have increased value on the marketplace. It's, you know, so. Yeah. So you got 15% chance if you're in priority queue to get one and a 3% chance or something in general. Um, but it's, a, like I said, it's a legendary pack. It's going to be scarce. People are going to, there are people that will go for it. Yeah. 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 So check that out uh, tomorrow. 
what were your thoughts on the run it back, Steve? Did you, you get yourself a run it back pack? What are your, your favorite moments did. from the, the run it back? Was there anything in particular that you had your eye on heading into it or have uh, been, been trying to scoop up in the marketplace? Um, I had my eye on Bogut for no, not financial advisor reasons. Um, just he, he obviously a big Australian, uh, number one pick for the 2006 as well. So um, I had my eye on Bogut. Uh, what did I pull? I, uh, I pulled, I can't even remember what I pulled now. I'm losing it. I, I think great. I sold that it happens. and um, yeah, I sold yeah, it. It, was oh, not, it, was it was the Denver moment. Or Shaq. Yeah. It was the Denver moment I got. I got Miller. Um, and so oh, he okay. was valuable for collector score reasons. I wasn't interested in it, so I sold him and bought Bogut pretty quickly. Um, and I've had my eye on a few other things. I had been waiting for this Archive 2 drop because some, some of those moments are pretty cool as well. Like obviously the Le LeBron Cavs um, jump shot, his first game winner. Um, the obvious ones, like everyone wants the the Carters, the Dwayne Wage, the Shaquille O'Neal's, um, kids, Nash's. So there's lots of lots of good ones there. Um, but I'm not always in a rush to go out and grab these as well. Like I always say, you know, having a bit of adaptability is good, you know, in case a legendary pack drops or all of a sudden you're allowed to buy three packs. Like you've got to have something in the kitty to play with and have fun. Um so, yeah, I've uh, managed to do that as well and have a little bit of um, flexibility at the moment. Um, but, yeah, no, everyone was really excited for Run It Back. I, I think the vibes are really good around it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, getting the archive set as well helps new collectors, you know, get something cool and old and different. Um, and then you obviously got the rare set. And what's interesting, though, is in the roadmap, we've got a few other things happening as well, like the Christmas um, Deck yeah. the Hoops, um, which isn't new, but it's back. Uh, there's another um, one which wasn't stated or named that's going to happen, which will dive back into the archives. So there's there's lots that's you know going to keep us entertained. Like that. There's that streetball one, that kind that of one, yeah. trend. Yeah, so it was interesting. And I see some people in chat asking like, what's the top moment from the WNBA legendary pack? Uh, I don't know if we really know. I know the Candace Parker one is probably going to be up there. Diana mm. Taurasi. Um, it looks like Kalia Copper is another one. One thing we should have asked Jacob, but I forgot to, or we didn't think about it, is like it seems like we don't have those Excel spreadsheets ahead of time anymore. Because I'm looking like at it to see yeah. like, oh, can I actually go look? But they don't have a link to it. But it's maybe... probably because I make a video about it before they do if they did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to love digging into those Excel sheets and seeing what was available, what all the you know, which number one cereals were, were in the mix. But uh... yeah, yeah, they seem to drop sort of like. Uh, within 24 hours of the actual pack, um, which never never suits my time, but um, yeah, it's it's always nice to go look at the moments and see which ones. Yeah, what is it like top shotting from the other side of the world? Like, what I'm trying pack to drops. conceptualize <laughs> when are pack drops for? So, what, what's your typical like pack drop timing? All right, so this yeah, this archive pack set but, yeah. is happening at 5 a.m. priority queue. Uh, there's been others that are all right. So hang on, the run it run it back. Yeah, the the one. That was 3 a.m., 5 a.m., and 7 a.m. were going to be the three queues before, obviously, they, they shut down priority queue two and the general queue and did that the next day. So that was a rough weekend for me because generally what I do is put the kids to bed, make a video, publish it midnight, go to bed, wake up, usual, maybe come to work or whatever else. But that night I made two videos. <laughs> I went to bed, got up at 3 for the pack, um, and then missed out on the priority queue, went back to bed, found out the queue was 
cancelled till the next day. So I had to do it all again the next day um, at uh, 3 a.m. again because they moved it forward. And uh, luckily I got low in the queue and I could go back to sleep pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, it's it can be rough. Um, it's worse for people in the other side of the country. So like Perth, because um, their they're 3 a.m. would be 1 a.m. So it's like, do I stay up late? Do I do I go to bed at all? Yeah. <laughs> so it, 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 sometimes it works to my advantage in the sense that I can make a video and when you guys wake up, it's there. Uh, other times, not so much. That's tough. That's crazy. That is, that is, yeah, it's, it's crazy to even think about. And so then we're, so have you always been a, a basketball fan? Like pre, yeah. pre top yeah. shot basketball is your, your sport. And then I'm also going to use this to segue into does, does American football NFL interest you at all? And is this something that uh, you're planning on being involved in? Or are you sticking more to the NBA streets? I'll be involved. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll say I'm probably more excited about La Liga um, on flow because basketball and football have always been my two favorite sports. Sorry, I call football. Nope. Soccer is football. You're not doing anything um, wrong there. We're the idiots. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we, we're all idiots in our own way. But um, so I'll, I'll be involved in the NFL. I won't pretend to be an expert, um, but I, I would be very excited if uh, I got involved in La Liga. And if they did the English Premier League as well, if that somehow happened in the new, near future, that would be right in my wheelhouse. That's good because I, I know nothing about La Liga if I'm being completely, completely frank. But well, I'll lean on you for one. You know, and lots about NFL. There we go. We got we got a good uh, good good working relationship here. There we can figure it all out together. Oh, cool, cool. All right. So then we've got all right. We got WNBA tomorrow. We've got archive packs dropping Thursday. Thursday now. So that was just. I swear, Steve. Every time <laughs> Monday night before we go on the show, there's some sort of something new. That, I mean, the archive pack. I guess is not like massive breaking news but so there's almost kind of always no. something within an hour of the show where i don't know why people are surprised anymore so like yeah it's just get because to you notice when you got to make a video it's like every so what is it your thursday or friday there's something that drops that ruins your weekend um so like you know fridays saturdays for me which is your thursdays fridays i'll be making something guaranteed so take it easy monday tuesday wednesday because they are a bit quiet um the the earliest something happens is like now which happened with the archive um so essentially um, but we know that they like, you know, Tuesday, Thursday or Monday, Thursday drops. They've got to have a weekend as well. So yeah. Um, I, I don't know why people are act, acting surprised. Uh, like LG tells me all the time, he, I've got a, I've got a holiday book this weekend. So, you know, keep it quiet. And then sure enough, Friday afternoon, bang, <laughs> they'll do something and you know, he'll be rolling his eyes. So yeah, I, I think it's consistent now. Like the only thing I wonder, which I, I didn't want to mention in front of Jacob, cause I'm not, uh, in the business of like telling Dapper what to do. Like he said, there's probably smarter people doing it, but I wonder if like they had a specific time, like, all right, 3 p.m. Fridays, if there's gonna be news, that's when it drops. And then that way people aren't scrambling or um, missing out on, you know, these sort of pumps and things like that for Clay Thompson, because everyone knows if news is gonna drop at 3 p.m. Friday, okay, have half an eye open that time. And if something drops, it drops. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And maybe it's twice a week. So that was just something I wondered that I came up with today, that if there was a specific time where things landed and we all knew about it, maybe that would be a fair playing field. 
Yeah, I thought his response was pretty interesting with regards to uh, the division between is this news breaking and is this just kind of information that impacts and trying to step to that. And he even mentioned like that Monday, Tuesday morning is like the best time. And historically, like from a news standpoint, that is most active when you're going to get the most engagement. Um, Hmm. But I also don't feel like we get that much news from a Monday, Tuesday morning from them. I mean, TJ, as you said, like it feels like Monday evening is the most common time for them to kind of drop information, which maybe has that kind of mix. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think long-term when you have, could there be a time where, Hey, there's potentially market moving news, market moving information that comes at these two times each week. So just be ready. Um, yeah, because I mean, even that clay Thompson one, I'm trying to think when it was released, but I leave it was like late Friday night, maybe. Um, and so like people who like were on their computers late got to benefit from either buying a bunch early or um, like, no, no, I guess r- random is fair, mixing it up because different time zones makes it more fair. Or is it if we just knew there was a set time, would that be more fair? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I mean, there's so many, I think with anything they do at this point, there's so many people involved and engaged with it that there's a lot of people that love it and a lot of people that hate it. I've seen it today. Uh, with one of the comments, three packs at a time was significant news. That probably was the biggest thing of today out of that drop. And it's been hinted at, like in the roadmap, that we might be able to buy 10 a, 10 a week or whatever, but not in drops like this where, and I thought his explanation for that was really interesting as well as, you know, it's an experiment. It'd be interesting to see what happens. The rebound packs didn't go last time. Um, this way, they probably will because now I'm I'm licking my lips thinking I'll buy three. This is great. But I've seen a lot of people say it's not so great, um, you know. So I think there's always two sides of the fence with whatever they do these days. And uh, I'm going to try to par- I'm going to paraphrase him from what he was saying on the Judge Show earlier. Um, but like when asked about the uh, packs and values and stuff, and uh, you know the whole like, hey, we're eventually going to have these commons, and commons are supposed to be common. Uh, first, he said that the fact that the packs are more valuable, like the common packs are more valuable than actually purchasing it, is a bug, not a feature meaning they believe that eventually the pack should not actually be plus EV uh, for those $9. And I think that'll make sense when you're able to buy those 10 a week and they feel confident that just like people rip open, you know, your physical card packs in hopes that you get that one valuable one, you might be doing that same thing in hopes you're going to get the rookie. And I think he had the data point that like the return on investment for physical cards is like 35 to 40% opening one of those kind of, you know, plastic packs. Um, what is it going to be for Top Shot? I don't know, but it sounds like over time their goal, and as we've said before, we, we've talked about this for months, I feel like, is it will be <clears throat> less than that, that $9. Now, that's not the archive. The archive and the more highly desirable ones, I think, mm. should have value. When there's more demand than the actual supply there, the people who get it, there should be additional value there. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely interesting. And I think as we go to that, hey, you can get up to 10 a week, um, People will be doing that for entertainment aspects, maybe for building your collection aspects, but not because you think it's it's plus EV. You might you might get value on it. You might get a really good pull, but there's a bit of a lottery. Yeah, but where do you win? I mean, you have people that complain about rent seekers, but if everything's plus EV, how do you get rid of rent seekers? Um, So. I mean, that's just the base set packs as well that we're predicting probably will be, well, I'm assuming that would be you can buy 10 packs a week kind of thing because the mint count's going to be higher and obviously theoretically there'd be more there. But 
yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. There's enough mystery in that roadmap as well to get excited about. So, yeah, it's not all about, um, yeah, positive EV every, everywhere. Yeah. Yep, yep. All righty. We are approaching an hour here. I know we've got some giveaways that we need to do, Justin. I know that I have a, a, a little running backpack that we could open here. <clears throat> one, before we get into this stuff, one quick programming note. So... Mm -hmm. Next week, NFT NYC, for those of you that are going to be in the New York area, Top Shot announced that they are doing a party or happy hour on Monday night. And so we are now moving our OTM meetup from Monday night to Tuesday night. So same time, same location, Tuesday, November 2nd, 6 to 9 p.m., Tap House 33, sponsored by our friends over at Prize Picks. Come join us there, food and drink, watching some basketball, watching some MLB baseball, maybe even some hockey for, you know, the hockey fans out there. And then uh, we'll be at the Top Shot party Monday night too. So hopefully see people on back-to-back -back nights there, but did want to, to give that quick programming note for anyone that was planning to attend or maybe couldn't attend on Monday, but now can attend on Tuesday. Should be a fun time. Look forward to seeing all of y'all there. Justin, do we want to do giveaways first and then finish with a with a pack opening, or what are you thinking? Yeah, that sounds good. We can do but tell giveaways. people tell tell people this giveaway thing too. You know, we're just giving all the things away. That was <laughs> that's what's happening every single day. You know, all I do is see us that we're tweeting, giving away all of our stuff. What are we gonna? Is the company gonna go under now? Just give away a day. We were starting with the top, you know, we were back into Top Shop, back into the NBA season. Things were heating up and we just wanted to create a little excitement. So uh, we, we've got some giveaways. And I think last Love week, it. giveaways included some NFTs, some archive moments, two tickets to a basketball game. Um, it was fun. It was fun. So also, I just put in the chat, if people are interested for that Tuesday, go to the Eventbrite and you can RSVP there. Um I will share my screen. And so what we're going to do now is... Steve, unfortunately, I guess we won't be seeing you in New York City, huh? Just a little bit. A little bit I thought I was going to send the jet. We'll send the, we'll send the corporate jet. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully one day I can venture over to America and do the grand yeah. tour of meeting meeting everyone I've met virtually. Absolutely. Yeah, You uh, if you ever find yourself in the States, you let us know where and we'll we'll find a way to, to meet up with you for sure. It's going to be a dangerous party, I think, when that happens. <laughs> and United so that might be, the, that might be the end of... <laughs> the end of Top Shot Creators is when Steve comes to America. Oh man, I'd be wrecked. It's be yeah, <laughs> but we're like it'll either be the best or the worst videos. But yeah, I, it won't be the healthy. <laughs> it won't be healthy, Steve, nor sober. There it is. No, no one's complaining about the lack of sobriety. We're good there. Okay, um, so we're gonna do three giveaways here. Uh, the winners have already been drawn, so we randomized the drawn just because of a time element. But we wanted to at least spin the wheel for each of them, and so three people. Um, that have one archive wheel spins. And so we're going to spin this wheel and end of the day, no matter which archive moment it lands on, we're gifting you that. You got LeBron in there, we've got them all. So I think this is a pretty pretty fun giveaway aspect. The first one is Twitter name is at Drew underscore NFT. So uh, good luck, Drew. What are we getting? What are we getting? Oh, it's going to be oh LeBron. God. It's oh going to be LeBron. It's oh going to be LeBron. Oh, so close. Uh, oh, that it's the Horn bottleneck. So close. Wow. That would have been awesome. Okay. Gerald Wallace, congratulations, Drew. Pretty similar so caliber caliber players, too. LeBron, James, and Gerald Wallace. It's, you hey, know, it depends really... which set you got. You need this for the Hornets. That's, that's true. That's true. 
There you go. There you go. Okay. So congratulations. I want to keep Gerald Walsh on there. So that is the first person. Second person, we have their Discord name. It is Surprise Pizza. So good luck, Surprise Pizza. Love that. Here we go. I feel like it's uh, it, it's like Price is Right. Like, can we get it to land at exactly at the brawn again? All right. Robert Horry. Robert Horry. That's a good one. I like that. The man of many rings. <laughs> okay. One more. And now this is another Twitter name. It is X-E-N-U-I-T-Y. Xenuity? Xenuity we're going to go with. Good luck, Twitter user at Xenuity. Let's get that LeBron. Let's get that LeBron. Damien? 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 Nice. Damien. That's a good one. That's a great one. Okay. Congratulations. Reach out to us. Uh, we'll reach out to you all. Um, how were the winners chosen? They were randomly chosen. We knew we were going to be tight on time, and it was more fun to spin the wheel for the um, – Oh, maybe you're asking, how are the winners chosen? If you go on Twitter, you can see how you were eligible. It's different activities by different days. And so just keep uh, keep an eye on the Twitter account. And we're going to be doing some more over the next, I think, I think for the, throughout this week, probably. So, Cool, cool. Shout out to the winners. Make sure that you are keeping an eye on the Twitter to participate. And man, I, this this running back's just been been burning a hole in my pocket. I know there's an Allen Iverson sitting in here somewhere waiting for me. You must have good willpower. I just don't have it. I, I got to open them. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm like, I don't care how, I don't care if we're close to going over our time. <laughs> and I, I want to open this damn thing. He knows like, especially next- when it's one of these, like when it's one of these, like you, you just want to, you want to rip it open. Oh yeah. I don't care if it's a base. Like uh, yeah, I've, I bought I a few Dwayne Wade's, uh, you know, the Dwayne Wade ones. And like, yeah. I'm worried that I won't, uh, my intention was to keep some unopened. I'm worried. I'm just going to crack them all open, hoping for that number three, even though there's going to be like, 200,000 minted. Um, you never know. Just no willpower. You never know. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Little run it back action. That's loud. It's loud. But it's good music. We'll bump it for a second and then, and then change it out. All right. What do we got? Number one is your blue. Right. Okay. Number one's the blue. Steve, we're, we'll save the blue for last. Where just do you want us to all. start? Just hit reveal. Uh, <laughs> just anywhere. Yeah. Just go. Let's go. You, let's go. I want to see fun. what you got. Here Quit mucking around. Oh, is that written there? No. Paul, Paul Pierce. Pierce. Ooh, I like that. We got a 6883 Paul Pierce. That's a strong Logo right there. Slash From 10K. Deep. Look at the throwback. I was thinking for a second, like, oh, that picture's fuzzy, but that's kind of the point, I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Pierce, all right, that's a great all right, start. Keeping it going. Ooh, solid cereal, 1554. Oh, Top shot yeah. debut. Warwick. Rookie, okay. I think I one. got this one. Hakeem. I don't know much about Hakeem. I was about to say, I'm not sure I know Hakeem, but we got badges. There you go. That's how we get to learn. I'll and do some Google afterwards. All right, Hakeem. Here we go. We go high number from the archive. Swifty. Stromile Swift. Stromile Swift. This one, I definitely am not sure who this is. That's, That's a, a solid dunk. dunk, though. I think it was a no look pass to go with it, maybe. I could like mm. convince myself that that's Vince Carter right there from the back. <laughs> it's like, you know, I get the headband, the sick dunk. There you go. All, All right. All right. Another debut. 
5391. Jared Jeffries. Jared Jeffries. That's a good one. Jared Jeffries. Oh, one, he, two. You can't see him. And then, oh, there he is in oh, frame. Oh, 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 oh. I was like, that's not Jared Jeffries. And right. then all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere. That's a great block. All, all right. Just a Hughes moment. Here it is. What are you hoping for here, TJ? What would be your ideal scenario? Allen Iverson would for sure. I'm, right. I'm a Philly, Philly guy. Grew up in Philly. So AI, definitely my number one. And... You know, I guess after that, I guess it's, it's Justin. The, if this was your pack, who, who would you be hoping like for? Well, it's got to be Chris Paul. So TJ and I made an arrangement. Yeah, if he pulls Paul, a Chris Paul, true. he's got to give it to me no matter what. Um, and that's right. just like an arrangement that I make. With and if it's Bogut, it's mine, right? There, yeah, there, there you, you go. go. Right? Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and AI, <laughs> that's a good TJ, if it's AI, you get to keep it. Yes. All right. I only keep it if it's AI. Otherwise, it, uh, it's going away. All right. Here we go. Let's go. AI. AI. Show me your field. Houston. Rare? I'm trying to think who that is. Casey. That's a good Peanut. one. I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. That's pretty solid. That's not That's got to be one oh. of the better ones, right? Going against Peanut? your sixes. Yeah, yeah. You got a top 10 for sure. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. All right. Back. Serial 225. Nice and clean. Not too bad. Not Tracy too bad. McGrady. All right. Overall, pretty pretty decent pack. The Paul good Pierce pack. and Tracy McGrady. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're definitely two of the, the legends of that time oh, period, yeah. I feel like, for sure. Mm. Nice. Cool, cool. All right, Steve, any final words for the people? Let them know, of course, where they can find you, although I'm sure that they already know where you're at. But uh, any anything you want to share, now's the time. Thank you for joining us in the middle of your day, by the way. No, that's all right. Uh, happy to spend my lunch hour talking Top Shot with someone. Um, yeah, I'm on YouTube at Bowlers Blockchain um, and Blockchain Steve on Twitter. Uh, and I just try to make informative videos so people can navigate the space and, you know, make informed decisions and have fun while doing it. That's awesome. I'm pretty sure if you go on YouTube and you just type in Top Shot, you'll find him. Like, he definitely, those videos are everywhere. You'll see them all. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us yet again. We're back on Wednesday for the Owners Club Strategy Show. And then no shows next week. So this is this is all you guys get a, a nice break from us. Next week we'll be in NYC for the, the conference and taking the, the week off from any content. So on behalf of Justin, Steve, Jacob, and producer Coop, I'm TJ Lasig. We'll see you guys next time.